0: This is the
1: Detroit Sports Podcast Network.
0: This special edition of the Detroit Sports Podcast Network is brought to you by The Athletic, which is premium, premium coverage for passionate Detroit sports fans. And listeners of this very episode of the Detroit Sports Podcast Network can save 30% on an annual subscription to The Athletic by visiting theathletic.com slash dsp. And welcome, welcome, welcome to this special edition of the Detroit Sports Podcast Network, focusing on the United Shore Professional Baseball League and Championship Weekend taking place for the USPBL at Jimmy John's Field this weekend from Friday through Sunday. I'm your host, Vito Chirco. You start off with Friday night's matchup featuring the Utica Unicorns versus the Westside Woolly Mammoths in a quarterfinal matchup. On Saturday night at 7.05, it is the semifinal round, and the Eastside Diamond Hoppers have a bye to that round and will be taking on the winner of Friday night's clash between the Unicorns and the Woolly Mammoths. Then Sunday's match of the championship game of the 2018 U.S. PBL season will feature the number one seed, Birmingham Bloomfield Beavers, a team that has won three straight regular season championships in the U.S. PBL. And the Beavers, managed by Chris Newell, a guest on Tigers Talk this week, are looking for title number two and back to back titles. So, a fun, hugely exciting weekend taking place. At Jimmy John's Field in downtown Utica for Championship Weekend. Once again, games taking place from Friday night through Sunday afternoon. Friday and Saturday's games taking place at 7.05 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And then on Sunday afternoon, the championship game starting at 1.05 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And with all that being said... The guest on this special edition of the Detroit Sports Podcast Network is none other than USPBL CEO and founder, Andy Appleby. Enjoy. And it is Andy Appleby, founder and CEO of the United Shore Professional Baseball League. Andy, how are you doing?
2: Well, fantastic, Vito. Big big weekend coming up.
0: I know, exciting times there in the USPBL. And in its third year of existence in downtown Utica, lovely Utica at Jimmy John's Field, how far do you think the league has come?
2: Well, extraordinarily uh, long way, really. You know, uh, when you think of, uh, you know, a few years ago when we first started, you know, no one knew much about this league. No one knew about our brands, our teams, the level of baseball, uh, the level of interest with families. And uh, it's really been a, a remarkable climb. I, I think that um, if someone had come to our very first game on May 30th, 2016, they would have been blown away with the ballpark, with the experience. Uh, but what I think I'm most proud of is that almost every single day since that time, and I don't exaggerate when I say this, we have improved the whole game day experience, the league. Uh, Brand, our merchandise, uh, you know, virtually every aspect of our ballpark is markedly better uh, than what it was when we first started.
1: Andy, tell our listeners about the game day experience. If somebody goes out to Jimmy John's Field, Vito and I have been out there several times. It's really fun, enjoyable, really close to the action, affordable prices. From your perspective, tell us and sell us on Jimmy John's Field.
2: Well, it's not only the nicest ballpark, it's one of the most, if not the most successful ballpark in the country. Uh, and we're, we have a very sophisticated game presentation, really a major league quality across the board. So very much of a premium experience at a less than premium price. Um, we have, uh, uh, i like to think it's, there's something for everyone. So we have a lawn area for families. They can come for six bucks a ticket. That's the lowest price ticket in sports. Uh, That said, we've got a suite that's right behind home plate, the closest in baseball history. Uh, That's major league quality, boutique quality in every way, shape or form. So, you know, you could bring Bill Gates in there and there's no way he wouldn't say this is cool.
0: And by the way, the cabana suite was lovely. It was terrific. Uh, John and I, my co-host here, they just asked you that question. We were there with our Detroit Sports Podcast Network brethren and colleagues, and it was a terrific experience, terrific game day experience. And Andy, what would you say when people ask you, and I'm going to ask you now, how the USPBL uh, stands out in comparison to other developmental baseball leagues?
2: Well, that's a great question. And, you know, there is really no comparison. You know, most other leagues like ours, Wouldn't spend 10 bucks on player development. Uh, We spend a million dollars on player development. We have the latest in musculoskeletal, advanced strength and conditioning, sabermetrics, video analysis. Our analytics department alone this summer featured uh, 18 to 20 people. Uh, So, you know, we're way ahead of the curve in all of that. Um, And and it really gets back to our philosophy. Uh, Most other leagues like ours, you know, they just need theater performers for the business side of this to, you know, create content. Uh, Yes, I don't dismiss that we need content and we do as well. But our whole philosophy from day one was to uh, make every single player better. And because of that, we've gone from what my goal was, was to get maybe one or two players a year signed all the way up now to 25 players that have been signed by major league organizations. And they're not signing them just for the fun of it. They're signing them because these players have gotten better since they've been with us. In fact, uh, most of the pitchers have uh, are at their all time high in velocity in their, and their whole life. Uh, at our ballpark. And that has a lot to do with Justin Ornduff, our um, director of baseball operations, who really teaches these kids uh, to throw using more of their core, more of their big muscles. And not only are they at their all-time high in velocity, but we've hardly had a sore arm in our league in over 3,000 innings.
1: On the line with us is Andy Appleby, CEO of the USPBL. Can you tell us how did the USPBL come to be? And once the idea was hatched, take us through a little bit. Once you have the idea, how does the Jimmy John's field get made? And uh, how did you organize this league? Take us through it because it's really fascinating in such a short time, the buzz that the USPBL has generated.
2: Well, so so we had owned... Um, I. Got my start with the Detroit Pistons, uh, was there for 12 great years. We were Arena of the Year pretty much every year I was there when the Palace got started, uh, Amphitheater of the Year with Pine Knob Amphitheater. So we were always known as one of the very, very top sports management companies in America. And uh, so I really had a chance to, you know, work with guys like Tom Wilson, who Uh, was really, in my opinion, the father of sports team marketing, if you will. So I was able to get sort of that uh, PhD in sports management and sports marketing. So this ballpark and this league allowed me to use every good idea I've seen or done over the last 32 years. And so There are so many different innovations just on the ballpark and the marketing and the design. There's probably 10 different innovations that have never been done before anywhere in the world. And then from a league perspective, it has its own set of best practices. You know, we talk about the evolution of this. We bought a minor league baseball team 20 years ago, almost to the day, and we fell in love with minor league baseball back down in Fort Wayne, Indiana. And so I always wanted to kind of bring it here to Southeast Michigan. took a long time to put together, you know, probably a 10-year overnight success. So I had a lot of, a lot of time to uh, develop all these cool ideas. And uh, but, but, you know, just what we could have done and what we were thinking of doing maybe 10, 12 years ago was just joining someone else's league, uh, but the more I thought about it, the more I wanted to create our own league that allows us to do everything the way we want to do it. Uh, we don't have to consult with a bunch of owners to get consensus on anything. If we want to do it, we just do it. Uh, and that's what, what, what we were able to do, for instance, with our whole time limit uh, that we instituted midway through this season. But it, it was really something that uh, when you create your own league, it's not easy to do for a lot of reasons. Uh, But if you can pull it off, it's so much better because now we have all of our games during the best weather Michigan has to offer. And you know that some of the minor league teams in Toledo and Lansing and Midland uh, and Grand Rapids, you know, they have to play sort of that same schedule as the major league teams, like the Tigers had to start in, you know, late March. And we all know what late March is like here in Michigan. But starting in mid-May... And then ending this weekend in mid in mid September, it's really the best of all worlds. We're not just the it's not just the best weather uh, Michigan has to offer, but we probably feature the best weather in the whole country uh, during that four month period. The other that makes it a huge advantage uh, is that we play all of our games on weekends, uh, which is really the holy grail, not just of sports marketing and sports management on any level but particularly minor league baseball when moms and dads don't have to work the next day Uh, so we kind of have the best of all worlds when it relates to that and so it greatly increases the likelihood of success uh, when you have a schedule like that with mostly great weather and mostly on the weekends Uh, and then of course uh, from a baseball perspective being independent now Certainly having an affiliation with the Tigers or in the case of Fort Wayne, the Padres is not a bad thing to have, of course. Uh, but what, what I love about being independent is that we can market our players to all 32 teams versus just you know being uh, beholden to the Tigers or the Padres or whoever that affiliate is. So uh, being able to market to the, all 32 teams, all of which, by the way, have their different needs, wants. You know, we can monitor if the Mobile double A team of the Padres uh, loses their catcher on a Saturday night. Uh, We can monitor that and, you know, have a catcher ready to go for them. So that wouldn't be the case if, again, if we were just uh, married to one team.
0: And Andy, you and your staff at the USPBL have really optimized the baseball watching experience with the aforementioned weather, the fan-friendly experience, and with this time limit that you brought up already. And let's dive into that a little bit. I think it's just so highly innovative with this two-and-a-half-hour time limit, specifically not starting an inning, after two hours and 25 minutes have been played in a game. For all your public games, all the games that have been played from Thursday Thursday through Sunday. Now, Andy, where did that idea come from, and how successful do you think it has been already for the USPBL?
2: So it was really something that uh, was born out of three-hour and fifty-minute, nine-inning games, and you know it happens a lot in the major leagues these days. It, it still happens with us. It's uh, and and one thing that people sometimes don't understand is there's a real delicate balance here uh, from the entertainment and the family side of things and then the baseball and the baseball purists that are out there. And, um, so it's, it's tricky, but the bottom line is, is that nothing really pains me more than to see a family walking out of our ballpark, you know, before fireworks or before they get their kids a chance to run the bases, because those are real highlights of what we've created here, particularly running the bases. Uh, although it seems, uh, if, if you don't have kids or, uh, you know, it sort of seems like, Oh, whatever. Uh, but you know, for kids that leaves an indelible mark on them when they get to run the bases, it's just so much fun and they get to play, you know, run the bases and we're not like, uh, other teams that might have it, you know, Sundays in August, they get to run the bases. I mean, we run the bases every single night and, uh, these kids just absolutely love it, and so when we have four inning, uh, four hour, nine inning games, it's just it's just not conducive to the schedules of people today, and and so you're seeing baseball working really really hard to improve the level of entertainment, and again they have to go and have player associations and and uh, you know tons of different ideas and opinions with 32 different owners. Uh, I I will tell you right now that if they had the autonomy we have, they would put a time limit on, too.
0: Well, I think it's helpful because of the attention span of these fans, too. And if you want the kids to run the bases, to stay... All nine innings of these games, they take long. And at the major league level, like you said, they're almost four hours long. So on average, too, and that's just way too darn long. And I guess my only beef is, you know, you brought up the kids running the bases. How about the adults? We would love to run the bases, too. I know John and I, my co-host here, but all joking aside, how about now to a serious question? What are your thoughts on expansion, expanding from four teams to five or six? And what's your timetable on that as well? Well, we're...
2: Absolutely active in that right now. Uh, We'd love to build a new ballpark, you know, somewhere, you know, somewhere uh, west of Utica, probably more like, you know, western part of the state. Uh, But certainly in the not too distant future, we want to build a ballpark in Indianapolis, Columbus, Nashville. And I recognize that all of those have AAA teams in downtown areas. Uh, but we're looking, our niche, I think is more in the outskirts where the burgeoning suburbs of all those different cities are, uh, probably a similar situation to Utica where we're 26 miles away from downtown, but it's, it's still a long way, uh, especially for people living on the East side to, uh, go downtown. I'm not saying that we're competing with the tigers in any way, shape or form, uh, because I think we're good for the Tigers. We get lots and lots of young kids that love baseball and, hey, we're never going to have Miguel Cabrera playing for us, and we're never going to have the World Series. But, again, um, I think that uh, it's, it's um, uh, it, it, when it relates to those other cities, there's some really good markets there that uh, we can expand to. So my whole goal is to have uh, nine or ten different ballparks and up to 20 teams at that point, guys, we'll be a little more of a conventional bus travel league. But in the meantime, you know, I needed these first three or four years to uh, really build the brand of the league, uh, all the teams, and really make it a, a really true summer destination for families across southeast Michigan.
0: So really quick, I mean, how exciting will championship weekend be this upcoming weekend at Jimmy John's Field in downtown Jamaica? Well,
2: It's, it's tremendously exciting. And, you know, our job is to convey that excitement. And as I like to say, if people knew what I knew about these players and knew all the stories uh, and the tight knit nature of all these different teams over the last four months, I mean, they would literally hang on every pitch as I do, because it's a wonderful storyline. We've got, you know, 85 players in our league, uh, representing forty-four different states. Uh they all were the best player in their little league, the best player in their high school, most of the time the best player in their college or even their collegiate league. And, you know, some of these players uh that are 25, 26, uh they're chasing the dream today, but you know, maybe sadly throwing their last pitch or their of their whole baseball lives. Uh, or their last at bat this weekend. And, uh, it is super emotional. Uh, we try to make it, uh, as big time as possible for the, for the players. Uh, so we have a big championship trophy. We do a whole championship, uh, trophy celebration. Um, each one of the players who wins, uh, gets a championship ring, uh, with their name on it, which is incredible. So there's a lot riding on this. And, um, and as I said, uh, it's it's one of those times of year where we put more of the focus on baseball uh, because it's wonderful competition. The other thing I say uh, quite often is, you know, we're reality TV times 100 and not in a dance moms or Kardashian way at all, but in a real way where these players are all an 0 for 10 streak, you know, from their next occupation. They run out every pop up. They're great ambassadors the league. They keep their nose out of trouble. They love signing autographs. They love hugging kids. It's it's really the truest form of sports and Americana that I can think of.
0: Well, it's cool seeing these guys pursue their dreams, right? Lifelong dreams. And it should definitely be fun this weekend at Jimmy Johns Field in downtown Utica for championship weekend in the United Shore Professional Baseball League. And with that being said, Andy, thanks for all the time. Best of luck to you. And we'll talk to you again down the line.
2: Yeah, I just would just say that, um, you know, the games are 7.05 on Friday night, uh, which is fireworks night like we do every Friday night, every all summer long. Uh, we're expecting tremendous crowds and also on Saturday at 7.05 and then our championship game for all the marbles uh, will start at one oh five on Sunday.
0: Andy, thank you much. Really appreciate the time. And back here on this special edition of the Detroit Sports Podcast Network, and that was the CEO and founder of the United Shore Professional Baseball League in downtown Utica, and that is Andy Appleby and Doc. Uh, good conversation there with Andy. I have spoken to him before at Media Day. Nothing really in-depth. This was more in-depth, obviously. First time he joined us over the airwaves at the DSP Network, and it was a pleasure having him on the special edition. Awesome
1: stuff. Again, if you're interested in going and checking out Championship Weekend, this Friday through Sunday, USPBL.com very interesting conversation a man that started a league and so like me he's a visionary <laughs> i started a uh, my own broadcasting network he started his own league and uh, i hope one day to have a chance maybe to have him in studio for an in-depth conversation because when you start your own thing there's a lot of information in terms of setting up a building you know getting the funding for Jimmy John's field all the information that he learned from Tom Wilson and the Detroit Pistons and all the work there he's got a lot of information and one thing i will say And one thing that has been noted is that after each game, you will see Andy Appleby shaking the hands of the fans. And he's not just in the offices, in the suites, and things like that. He's actually doing the work. So we enjoyed the conversation. USPBL.com if you're interested in checking out United Shore Professional Baseball League action.
0: And I just find it funny. You think you're on equal ground with Andy Appleby? 100%. Equal ground as a visionary. Vito. Starting out this podcast network what are from you the ground, at? right? What are you looking at right here? Hey, Credential Media now. And you're happy to be Credential going to the big house this Saturday, too, to cover a game against Western Michigan. Who would have thought that would happen for you, this bald man, 39 years old? And I'm going and you're to tell you're doing my it, story man.
1: more and more, Vito, because you, you know should why? more and more. You know why? Because you are a journalist with a degree. Adam is a journalist with a degree. Uh, Jason has also gone to broadcasting school. Everybody has gone to broadcasting school except for. The only you don't even need oh, it.
0: You're the best of the best too. We all bow down go. to you
1: too. I am the only one. I am technically the least qualified, educated broadcaster on the network. But I have taken myself as a layman, as you would say, as a just a random guy off the streets, and have made myself a journalist or an entertainer or a uh, purveyor of information, just as a fan. Basically, a fan turned media member that is uh, doing great things. And those
0: are always the best media members. Amazing. Wink,
1: wink. Conversations and amazing coverage that we've been able to give. And look, as we were recording, Brooke Fletcher, uh, Fox Sports Detroit, former Miss Georgia, followed me
0: as we were recording the oh, podcast. For you. you feel so good about yourself now.
1: That's what we do here at the Detroit Sports Podcast Network is we're the bridge from the fans to the professional organizations, and when th- when big news breaks. People come to us, and it's great.
0: Definitely. And Chris Newell, by the way, Birmingham Bloomfield Beavers, our guest on Tiger's Talk this week. Make sure you check out that podcast. He's the number one seed. Playing on Sunday already has a bye to the championship game on Sunday, 105 start time, as Andy Appleby said himself, on the special edition of the DSP Network doc.
1: Great stuff there. All right, let's get out of here. Um, I look forward to Sunday checking out the action championship weekend. Sunday, USPBL.com. Should be fun. Adios.